Hey guys, congratulations on making it three days free of your narc. Today, we're going to be discussing depression and how you may be feeling on day three. Day three, you're still, you're still going through it. You're still trying to figure things out. Um, I know for myself on day three, day three was the first day that I was actually able to block my narcissist. Um, I know before I wanted to try to block him right away, but day three is when I actually had the full courage to block him. I also had to, um, delete photos and remove, um, any photos from his contact, um, so that I was not going through them. I know that I didn't delete all the photos right away because on day three, you're still hoping for a Hoover. Day three kind of feels like other breakups, but you know that you're different on day three. You know that you don't want to go back to that situation. Of course, you still love that person, but you you still want them to want you. And I think in most narcissistic relationships, that's what we want. We want to be wanted by that person who promised us so much in the beginning we want the person and it's kind of like um how they say like uh addicts they're always chasing that first high and that's kind of like what it is um for a narcissist when you love a narcissist um you're chasing that first person that they were and you you want to get back to how it used to be in the beginning and throughout the relationship you've convinced yourself that something has changed either You've changed so that they don't like you as much anymore or they've changed and you want to get them back to the to the person that they were. And, you know, we all have the same stories, unfortunately. Um, And we all know how it ends. The narcissist does not change. That person is what they are and they do not change. But we as empaths. And codependence, we keep wanting to love them and we keep wanting them to be that person that we were in the beginning. And that is what caused some of the depression. That's what makes us go into this sunken place where we're contemplating, are we the narcissist? Did we do the right thing? What am I going to do now? Where am I going to go now? Who's going to love me next? I'm broken. It was my fault maybe I'm the narcissist. And these are all the things that you're going through on day three. And you're trying to convince yourself that you're a strong person and you don't need this toxic person that you just left. But deep down inside, you want them. For me, day three, I was still in a really bad brain fog. Um, I still didn't know who I could trust, especially since um, my toxic person was someone that... um, I went to school with. So we had a lot of the similar acquaintances. So I didn't know who I could trust. And I kind of wanted to keep everything to myself. And I remember I had a friend and I finally opened up to that friend and I I let them know what was going on. And they, they felt so sad. And I, I felt sad, but I also felt relieved. I was tired of holding in the lies. I was, I was actually able to tell a story or my story for the first time and not feel judged and just fully tell the story. Um, since we did have common friends, I didn't, 
feel safe enough to open up my full story. I didn't want to be judged by these people that, you know, one of was going to take one side versus the other. So with this, this friend of mine that, you know, he, my narcissist didn't really know he was a neutral ground. I was able to tell him, you know, what really happened, what was really going on. It just honestly get it off my chest. And, and I hope all of you guys do have someone that once you're gone and once you're out, you really can just talk to and tell everything. Um, because when you do tell everything, it does help. Um, it helps you to really just put things in perspective of how evil the person that you are with, um, is and how disturbing the situation is to be with a narcissist and how much, you know, you let that person waste your time. Um, day three, you may be reliving the departure. You may be, you're going over, was it right? Did I do the right thing? Should I go back? Because you know what the narcissist, uh, we break up many, many times. So we've convinced ourselves this is it, but we've also done this before. So we've done this quite a few times where we've left and broken up, but we know this time it has to be. Um, I, I truly honestly believe when you figure out who a narcissist is, that is your last leave. You can never say, I knew he was a narcissist and I stayed because that to me is just, you, you honestly, you don't love yourself and you don't want to grow. You, you have to find who you are because when I figured out what he was, I knew I had to leave. There was no, I want him to change. I want him to get better. He can change. We're going to continue to go to couples therapy. He's going to continue working on himself He's going to change. There's going to be no more cheating, no more lying, passwords to everything, but still cheating blatantly. Um, But they don't change. So if you know that they are a narcissist and you've left this time, you're not going back because you know that that person is not going to change. You just need the tools to keep moving forward. You need something to concentrate on, something to focus on. You have to stop wanting the Hoover at this point. It's hard. I am so far in my journey and sometimes I still want a Hoover. I want to I want to be acknowledged that I was loved. And something that really helps is watching videos. Um, for me, it was watching YouTube videos, listening to podcasts, and really honestly hearing other women's journeys or other men's journeys with a toxic person and with a narcissist in particular and listening and and knowing that our stories are the same everything starts off great there's an injury there's a red flag that's thrown up we we bypass the red flags and we allow 10 more red flags to be had and we make excuses for those red flags they alienate us they they make us question ourselves they make us question our looks they make us question our bodies they make us question our worth um for me i always i believed i was a strong independent woman 
and I I was taking care of my bills and I was you know I was doing my own thing and this person came in and something that I was always told was you know you're gonna have to learn to be submissive you can't always take the lead and I had just come out of a terrible relationship so I said you know what this next person is gonna be from God and I'm gonna be submissive and I'm not gonna you know I'm gonna let them lead and let me tell you uh, when the devil hears you're praying, he knows when to, he knows when to walk in and the devil definitely was listening and he sent me my narcissist and I said, Oh yeah, this must be for God from God. I, I know this is from God. This is what, I, this is what I asked for. And never brought it to God and said, Hey, is this the one you were talking about? Um, I, I think I would have got my answer sooner than the five years that it took. Um, but I believed that I needed to submit to this person. So there was definitely um, red flags, <laughs> no doubt red flags. Um, but I bypassed them because I was like, I can't be so strong. I can't always, you know, take the lead. I have to be submissive. I have to kind of step back and let this person be a man and let this person lead this relationship. And in the end, that started that mess with my my mind and I constantly told myself well maybe I'm just too strong I'm just too strong that's the problem I'm just so strong that you know this is going to be hard for me and that's why we're we're constantly fighting that's why he cheated is because I don't know how to talk to him because I speak to him too rude and you know how dare I how dare I go through his phone and you know, and, and find something. How dare I? Well, the reason that I, I'm talking to these other women are, is because you don't give me attention and you treat me like crap. So, of course, a narcissist knows. He They know how to get to the things that are going to hurt you most. You've already opened up in the first few weeks and told them everything that they needed to know. And now they're slowly giving it back to you. He knew I, I thought I was this too strong of a woman and that I needed to be more soft and more giving and more caring. Now, not to say that I'm this, this super mean person. I think I'm very giving, but I don't just wear, you know, my emotions on my sleeve. I'm not one of those come and give me a hug kind of people. So, you know, he always threw that back in my face, whether it be, you know, I'm, I'm introverted. He was more extroverted. Um, so whether it being, I didn't want to go out and hang out with his family because I didn't want to go out and hang out with anybody. I wanted to be in a room watching TV by myself and he didn't even have to be in the room. Like, I was like, I don't want to hang out with you either. Um, versus him wanting to go out and wanting to be flashy where I, I'm just like, I just kind of want to chill and do my own thing. I don't need to post 50, 11 pictures on, on social media for people to know that I'm having fun. If I happen to post a photo on this vacation, I will post one. Or if I happen to post a, you know, a photo, I will post one. But he, um, he was more of the, I have to post to prove that I'm better and that I, I have this wonderful life. And, you know, I didn't want to change him. I said, Hey, maybe I, I need to be more like that. Maybe I do need to, you know, show the world more, um, so I started posting more and, you know, 
I, I, I led what, what he was doing, but what he was leading me to was, were terrible things. You know, I'm posting vain things of materialistic stuff that I honestly do not care for. Then we're posting, you know, quotes and, and memes when we're fighting. So it's just like, I, I didn't want to be that person. I didn't, I, I, I don't want to publicly argue with you on social media. Like, what's the point? Nobody cares about your arguments on social media. So for me, um, day three is confusing because you're fighting so hard and you're trying to make it work in your mind that I'm not going back. You're working that out in your, your mind, but your mind is telling you, I want him back, but I don't, if, if that makes sense. It's like, you know, you don't want that person back, but you do. You want the person back that you thought they were in the beginning. The person that you've been striving to get back to the whole time and had that beautiful relationship. The person that's never, that was never there. They say that um, narcissists are a represent representative of the person that they were with before. So you're meeting the person that they were dating before. They're just pretending to be this person. And that's why they, they switch so quickly. You know, they can't sustain pretending to be someone else for so long. And then they become you. Then they take on your best traits and they take that and they go find new supply. And it's hard to hear because you're like, well, if I was so good, then why wouldn't he stay with me? And it's not about being good. They, they honestly don't care about if you were Mother Teresa. They don't care. They're just taking what they know is the best in you. They'll tear it out of you, tear you down and go take that and, and, and say, this is what I am to the next person. And that's how sick it is. It's like. I'm, I'm breaking you down for the best parts of you. I'm going to steal it and go use it with someone else. And you're going to feel left and you're going to feel like you're nothing, but I'm just going to quickly move on. I'm going to prove that it was you and it wasn't me. And I'm going to be in a whole new relationship. So that's going to prove that it was you. You were the problem. And this is the time in day three where you have to, really just sit back and think about the abuse. Um, I know for myself, um, I was never physically hit. Um, but you know, being, having things tossed at you and being cornered and chased down in a car is all abusive. That's still abuse. Um, just because you never physically slapped me or physically punched me does not mean it was not abused. Um, this is the time where you need to journal those emotions to look back. I'm so thankful that I did journal what I was going through and the memories that I had, because there's no way right now I would have remembered those things because let's be honest, there are still times, still times for me, even me, (laughs) you know, I've been out for so long and free from this person for so long that I still, I still think, you know, I want to talk to that person. I just, I just want to hear their voice. And 
it's weird now because it's not so much that I want to hear their voice because I want them. It's just you want to remember. And for me, I kept I kept a lot of the videos, one, for receipts because you do not know. Um, but two is for memory. It was for me to remember what was going on during this times when I because I knew I was going to have moments where I daydreamed and I said, no, it wasn't as bad as I thought. So these videos helped me. Past conversations of threats helped me. Of course, um, writing down was my biggest one. I'm able to go back. I'm able to read the raw emotion that I was going through and, and what I felt and what I was thinking, you know. And, and on day three, I wrote down, you know, he cheated all the time and made me feel bad for being depressed. I, you know, I couldn't even be depressed. He, he flipped my words. There was times where, you know, I would, I would say one thing and he would say, I said something else. And I'm just like, that's not what I said. And that brain fog starts to set in to where you're just like, maybe I can't communicate. Maybe I, I can't talk. Maybe, you know, you just, you, you honestly start to feel less than you just feel like, there is something wrong with me and I should be grateful that this person loves me. You have to find support. And I know leaving is hard and depending on your situation, you may not have anyone to turn to. But there's hotlines. There's there's definitely videos on YouTube if you don't have anyone to physically speak to. Watch the videos um, and they will help you. They will help you understand, but also pick the, the right videos. Um, you know, if you're watching videos and you're getting angry because um, they're they're bashing narcissists and they're 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 going crazy. Those are not the right videos because you're trying to heal. You don't want to go back. You don't want that person back anymore. You're trying to heal yourself to become a better you. When I left. I didn't know if I was going to be able to support myself. I went from being able to support myself, making sure that my nieces and nephews were taken care of to not knowing if I could even support myself anymore and having that fear. And I honestly had to fully rely on God because there was times where I, I didn't even know if I got mad. There, there was a time where I got mad at myself because I picked up fast food for dinner and I think it was only like $10 if that and I got so down on myself because I was like why am I wasting $10 on you know fast food now I don't know if I could pay all my bills it was that close into honestly like you know I'm a budgeter I'm a planner and God had me and God was protecting me and God got me through did he get me through in a snap of my fingers no, I'm almost two years in from being free and things are starting to turn around and I'm seeing the blessings and I'm, I'm seeing the things that, you know, God promised me that I'm starting to see. I'm like, okay, you know, it's his time, not my time. And if I would have been given all of this right after leaving, I honestly probably would have ended back with my narcissist because I would have just been proving a point that I didn't need him and we would have made up some excuse to, you know, go make money together and live happily together. But I needed to struggle. I needed 
I needed to count on God and honestly sit and dwell in his presence and become stronger. I needed to learn to love myself. I needed to learn to know that no man can make me happy. Of course, they bring joy to our lives, but I had to make myself happy. I had to learn to love all my flaws. I had to be able to look in the mirror and say, I am enough the way that I am, no matter what. So if I talk harsh, that's enough for someone. I don't have to change that. If I am, because I'm naturally a planner, if I'm a planner and, you know, I need structure, that's okay. And that's enough for someone. I don't have to change that to be with someone. And that's something that, you know, you, you forget because you want this person that you're with to love you. So really take the time, write down your feelings because you're going to forget. No matter what you say, like, I I can never forget this. You're going to forget. So take the time, write things, write things down. You're going to be glad that you have this time or in the future, you're going to have that you have these moments to look back on and the emotions that were there. I'm going to continuously still pray for everyone um three days free three days no contact is a huge journey block that person delete their photos from your phone start to remove anything that you feel connects you to that person still um whether it be clothing switch out your clothing Go back to the person that you were before that person, that toxic person changed you. I'll continuously keep praying, guys. Until next time, stay strong, stay safe.